Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Someone must have thought I was short. It was about like, hey, he's drunk. So I wouldn't mind shrinking a little, but I don't want to shrink this way. I want to shrink this way. So, but, hey, how you guys doing this morning? Great. It's great to see your your bright and shining faces. So, great to see the cowboy hat out there too. So, kind of used to seeing cowboy hats out there, but it's good to see them here too. So, um, let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and your peace and just for being with us and thank you that you have a heart for us father that your heart is always turned on for us and turned toward us and turned to to love us and accept us and and to just strengthen us and so father this morning i just ask that you strengthen hearts and that you you um strengthen strengthen hearts that that are weary and and weak and hurting but it also just strengthen hearts that are strong too. make them stronger father and so we thank you for that but this morning we just thank you that you're still on the throne you're still god and we give you the praise holy spirit i submit myself to you speak through me in jesus name amen, amen. awesome <clears throat> so i was just thinking as i was actually as i was getting up here i was um years ago i was working at this ranch and they had this cow and we're loading loading cattle out <clears throat> and um, they're like watch this cow she, she's she's gonna jump out before we get everything done and I was like well why why is she gonna jump out how do you know that's gonna happen is like I don't know how she's gonna get out I can just tell you we've had her for two years and every time we go to load cattle this cow somehow finds a way to get out and I, I was like what and so Sure enough, we're getting ready to load them up into to, to the truck, and it was a big truck with a chute, and here she comes, just goes up, and then just jumps out like a gazelle, and off she goes, and I was like, what are you guys going to do? And I was, was like, he's like, at this point, I think we're just going to shoot her. And I was like, well, that might be a good option at this point, right? And so, um, anyway, I was just thinking about her last night, because um, I went and got some barbecue late last night, and they had some beef brisket right and so i'm sitting there eating this brisket and i'm like man this is good you know and it was good till about 12 o'clock last night right then i discovered what happened to that cow they finally caught her and somehow i ended up eating her right and she was definitely very spicy and full of vinegar and acid and everything else and so like she's like i ain't staying in this pen either and so she kept me up like most of the night and so i'm not real happy about that i was like if you see cows like that just shoot them and bury them like don't try to eat them or nothing right because they will come back and, and and torture you right so come back with a vengeance yeah and so anyway so i was um <laughs> you would think that that would be a bad thing right but it turned out that it wasn't a bad thing because as i was sitting up there um wishing that someone would have shot the cow and buried her i um 
started talking to God. God started talking to me. And, and there's so much going on today where, where we're so worried and hearts are so heavy. And I just, um, yesterday I just um, went to a memorial service and was helping support Tim and, and one of our chaplains up there whose granddaughter was murdered like three months ago. And so they just had the memorial service. So, so it was a lot, a lot of thought going into my heart that day. And so I was, I was just thinking, you know, and talking to God and he started talking back. You know what? It's funny is it, like, like, I'm so thankful that we have a God that's just not far off in the distance. And, and it just isn't a God, like even an idol where you can talk to it, but that, that wood or that metal ain't going to talk back to you. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Or, or, um, just well God's out there somewhere but he he's not got any heart or intentions toward us and that man that would be such a sad state right and one of the things I fear today is that there's many Christians who think that about God right they think well he Jesus walked on the earth and then he died and one day we might see him again or when we die he'll get apart and it just kind of what happens happens and I was like what a sad way to go through life and I was like man I don't want to go through life like that and like the the one of one of my biggest attractions to God is he's a God that's talked to us and wants to be a part of our life and you're like well he don't talk to me I was like have you read your Bible right <laughs> he's talking to you all the time um, he, he talks to us in ways that we can't e even sometimes we're not hearing him right and so like when I'm working with a the horse, there's times like I'll, I'll walk over, I want their feet to move, so I'll pick the energy up and I'm talking to them and they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Pretty soon I pick my energy up and move a little flag and they move their feet. Like they're like, hey, I understand that, right? So so sometimes you, you talk and God's talking to us in different ways and he's moving us around and we don't really even understand what he's doing until we're in the middle of it, right? Whew. Great job. I did that on purpose as an illustration, see? I I didn't know the wind was going to blow, right? But it did. And that worked out for the good because I was able to use this as an illustration. Right? So, but anyway, I was just thinking, we can get so caught up in, in, in life that we forget to hear from Him. Right? There's all these voices going on around us and saying different things and talking to us and and we get to choose right are we going to believe this or are we going to believe what god says and so when we listen to other voices like it can make our hearts so upset that like we're we have no peace and when we have no peace we start making decisions based on on reaction instead of responding to, to what God wants us to do. And so I don't want to be a reactor, right? Like I've, I think I've said this before. Do you know what they do with reactors, right? They're usually like nuclear, right? They usually like blow up. And so if we're going to react, we're, we're, we're going to, to um, be nuclear, right? And so um, that's one of the things I do with, when I'm working with horses. Like it's like, I don't want those horses to react. I want them to respond. And so when, when they respond to me, 
then we can get something done. If they're just all reacting to everything, then, then I can't get, I mean, I could cowboy through it, but when it gets into pickle time, man, they're going to the hot dog stand. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to just be a reactor. I want to be a responder, right? I want to respond to, to God and to his voice and to his heart, know that he has a heart for me and that I can trust him even in places where it looks like that I can't, right? And so sometimes God moves us around and, and it doesn't look good at the time. Anybody ever been there? Right? Like, so we're there right now. I mean, collectively, the whole planet pretty much is there right now. Like, I'm wearing a mask, right? It used to be like you couldn't walk anywhere with a mask. If you did, they'd call the police. Now, if you don't walk in with a mask, they'll call the police, right? Yeah. I just watching on TV and this kid walks into to a, a mini mart, robs it and walks out. The kid didn't even have a mask on. I'm like, how stupid is that? I mean, you, you've got the prime thing. If you're gonna rob a bank or rob something right now, well, at least wear a mask and glasses. You know what I mean? So now they got his picture up there. And I was like, dude, it's a wrong, wrong thing, man. So I think you think a man to be out like wearing that mask, you know? Maybe it's a maybe it's a trap. Maybe they're like thinking ahead and saying, you know what? We'll catch all these outlaws because they'll think they get wear a mask because they're outlaws, right? Anyway, <laughs> that's all. That's off the subject. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like like I'm wearing a mask and I hate these things, right? And so I'm so th I um, if I had a little more room I wouldn't have it on, but I, I'm trying to protect you guys too. But um, but wash your hands too. Like it's kind of like we mess with this and then it's like well we don't wash our hands. That's stupid, you know. That's free. That's from the not from the health department, <laughs> right? But anyway, I was just thinking we can hear God and we can talk to God and I'm so thankful that He does talk to us. So as He was talking to me. I just heard him kind of saying, you know what, it's all right. I'm going to work everything out. It's just like that calm, soothing voice, you know. And so I get a colt and a round pin and like I like to tangle them up in ropes, man. Because I like someday they might be out in the field and and um, get caught up in a, you know, um, a fence, right? Or Maybe you're hoping a calf and the calf darts back under you and tangles your horse up and then your horse is like, I don't know what that is, right? It's like I'll get them, get the rope around them or, or somehow and they'll get in a pickle and pretty soon they'll start to think and they react and then I'm just like, easy, that's all right. Think your way out of it. And I'll teach them how to think their way out of it. And when they get out of it, they'll look at me and they're like, thank you for saving me. And it cracks me up every time. Because I'm the one who put them in that. Right? But they realized that there was a lesson that was learned in that that would save their life someday. Has that possibility. Do you hear what I'm talking about? Something that would add value to their life. It would make them safer. And so a lot of times we go through stuff and then we're mad at God because we went through it. But once we get through it, it gives us an experience. And it gives us something that we can take and, and apply to our future to where we can go forward and we're not worrying about 
all the stuff that everyone else is worrying about because we can say hey you know something wait i just need to move over like this and give to the pressure and pretty soon you're just flowing and it, and you got 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 you and you get to the place where god wants you to be and that's a good place to be you guys hear what i'm talking about and so we can have peace in that know that he's with us so i was thinking about about how much god loves us and how much he talks to us and how much he's for us and so it obviously takes me to romans anybody ever been to romans it's in the in the bible yeah <laughs> when in romans do as a romans do no not in this case right i think that's when in rome right but it says in romans chapter 8 verse 28 a lot of people have this memorized right and it says this and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose according to whose purpose his purpose you know you're not just an accident you're just not a coincidence but God has a purpose for you and God had a purpose for your life and and, and you you are unique you're the only one you're the only one with your fingerprint you hear what I'm talking about and so so maybe even if you have a twin you're not gonna have the same fingerprint right and so God made you unique and he's made you special and he loves you just like that he loves you individually you know that like he loves the world for god to love the world that he sent his only son but guess what there there's this collective love but then there's this single love that if you were the only one he would have still died and gave his life for you isn't that good news and so what he's interested in is he's interested in starting with you and when he starts with you and when you start getting, you know, feeling his love and feeling what he's done for you, then you can't help but start sharing it, man. You'll, you'll start skipping around, right? And, and, um, and you'll be like, hey, do you know what Jesus did for me? And then pretty soon they're like, what? Or they might be, no, I don't want to hear. A lot of times I get that. Right? I don't want to talk to you. You're a preacher. But guess what? comes a time especially out on the road when i'm with cowboys like i don't even talk i don't even i don't even go to them about god i let god bring them to me and i just love people and if we'll start doing that kind of stuff we'll let god work and so because we shouldn't have any any intentions towards people we accept to love them right if you if you accept jesus or not that's, that's not what the Bible says. He says for me to love you anyway. And when we have that intention, people know. But when we come up there, man, uh, it's like we're, we're like a predator, man. We're crouching. I heard they don't know Jesus. So watch this. And we're like, hey, you. Right? And you know what they're doing? They're like, they're out of there. They're with that horse that took off earlier. They're both at the hot dog stand. You know what I'm talking about? Because... Because people, just like horses, can feel intentions. Do I want people to find Jesus? More than anything. But God didn't tell me to do that. He told me 
to, to love people, and then when I get the opportunity, I'll preach the gospel to them, right? And then people will come to you. That's not saying the Holy Spirit's not telling you to go to someone. They do it spirit-led, and as you go following the Spirit, then He'll open the doors with you. Remember, I think it was a dude who, who went in and he was going to cast out demons, right? And, and they were getting ready to whoop him. And, and they said, well, Jesus we know, and Peter we know, but we have no idea who you are. And they thumped him and sent him down the road, right? Why? Because he was trying to do it in his own power and in his own way. Anything we do, we do following the Holy Spirit. And as we do it, we're going to find that God will, will be with us. And God leads and he draws and he moves in our hearts and in who we are, right? Did I read this scripture yet? Anybody know? I did? <laughs> Good. So I love this, but it says, And we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So I love this because it says, And we know that in some things, a few things, the things that we think are good, right? No. He says, in all things. And do you know something? I looked that up in the Greek. And do you know what that means? All. It means all. Everybody. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that funny? All. Completely. In all those things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Do you love him? You say, well, I don't know if I'm called according to his purpose. Let me tell you, if you're on this planet and you're breathing... God's called you for his purpose. What's that purpose? To meet Jesus. Right? Because Jesus died for everybody on the planet. Some of them we don't like so much, but he still died for them. Hear what I'm talking about? They get that choice. And they get to make that choice, right? For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among brothers and those he predestined he also called and those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified so now i love this because he's talking about how how when we get jesus man we start wa walking with him right and, and um talking to him and then pretty soon we're spending so much time with him and we have so much of him in us that all you see is jesus right Back in the um, Bible days, they had um, disciples. They, they were actually called Talmudim, and they were students. And so it wasn't just Jesus who had disciples, right? There were many rabbis who had disciples. And so to be a disciple, you had to go everywhere with that rabbi, right? And pretty soon you had been around that rabbi so much that they couldn't tell the difference between you and that rabbi. Why? Because you would talk like them, and you would walk like them. And you would eat like them. And then pretty soon it's just like, oh, well, I see who that is. So now we have Jesus in our heart, right? And so now here we are, we're spending time with Jesus and, and we're walking like him and we're talking like him and we're loving people like he loved them, right? Jesus loves the unlovable, right? <laughs> Even when they don't love him back. Even when they're not doing things like, like, like they should, He loves them. And when we get into that, that place where we can love people like Jesus and, 
and we're around him and it's like because like he loves me like i am right and i think i've got it all together but if you ask my wife she thinks i'm a hot mess like she only thinks that she probably only thinks sometimes the only thing i got going for me is my looks you know she's like how can you be that good looking and not be any smarter than that right not supposed to laugh now you're just I, I don't know i think you're pretty smart too pastor right where am i at <laughs> go talking about that right but but we we but i got god's grace and god's goodness so it doesn't matter how i feel i need him every day every second and i want to have a relationship with him sometimes i don't feel him though and so what do i do when i don't feel him i just keep doing what he asked me to do right and just keep moving forward and pretty soon i'm going to hear him again right actually to me that's a compliment you know why when i'm working a horse and if i'm always having to tell him to do something it means i'm still teaching him right but when i can let him loose and let him move out it's because i trust him and i know hey you know what to do now right and so anyway we we know that we have have a confidence in this and and but here here we we become like him and he's like um he's like the son of god and we're sons of god and and, and we um he was like the firstborn of us right and so that's good news so so it also helps us step up because like we're not common you guys hear what i'm saying we're made in the image of god there is nothing common or ordinary about you is this boring like man i always like to to talk about cool stuff but there's important stuff that we have to get down and dig into and know because there's a world that's telling you that you're not anything anything more than a collective group of people in your worth and that's a lie straight from the pit of hell not that the collective group isn't worth anything because jesus died for him but he would have died for just one person too because he places that much value on you right and so you're made in his image and you're valuable and, and god paid a price he paid the highest price you can imagine to have a relationship with you and you think if he did that that he'd want to neglect that in any way shape or form man he loves you and he wants to have have a relationship with you and he values you to the highest degree that makes you important and that makes you sons and daughters of the most high so as we're walking around like him and we're talking like him and we're moving like him and and it says that it, we were predestined and we were called those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified Woo we carry that glory that essence of god you can walk into dark places and and you know what the enemy knows you're there but people can feel that too and there, there's just something different about that person right and then you then so much of the time we're so worried about walking into a dark place that we forget that god's called us to go into certain place now don't go if he didn't call you but like when we go like going on the road to um with with the cult starting stuff man there's places that that i got to go into that, that could have been dark not as dark as some of these people that go into China and and, um, and some of the like wickedest things you could ever see. 
in other parts of the world but but at the same time where sin abounds the bible says grace super abounds so the more you're around stuff the more grace that's there right because why because god's trying to reach those people and he love loves them right so so don't don't be afraid um let's not be religious to the point where we exclude the lost right that's another sermon for another day what then shall we say in response to this if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how how will he not also along with him graciously give us some things what no it says all things who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it is god who justifies who is he who is he that condemns christ jesus who died more than that who raised to life is at the right hand of god and all and is also interceding for us isn't that good news who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword I mean, think about that. We're living in times, there might be a time sometime where we have to choose. Are we going to serve God? Or are we going to serve a government? Or are we going to serve a culture? Or are we going to serve something else? Many people in the Bible face that. You see, the great people of the Bible faced it and God brought them through. You look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? They say, we ain't bowing to you. We're, you're not going to tell us we can't pray. You're not going to tell us what we can't do. We're going to serve our God. Right? But maybe we're not persecuted that way. Maybe you're at a job. You're the only believer and someone's making fun of you. You watch because that might be the very person that God's dealing with. Right? You think they're just mad at you. They're not mad at you. They're mad at God. <laughs> right? And so... so I've had that happen in my life where, where it's the very one who's like mad and persecute me is the one who's the target to get saved and sometimes they do get saved and when they do they're just like so on fire for God that they've gotten hurt down the line or something like that. So don't overlook people even when you're being persecuted or, or put down, right? Shall hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And then he says this, but no. No. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced. You know what a conqueror is? I think I've told you one time. It's like I entered the PBR. Like I wouldn't, I'm smarter than that. Say I entered it, and they have a million dollars up if you ride this bull, right? So I get on this bull, and I ride this bull, and I win, and they give me this big old check, right? It's got my name on it, and they give me this buckle, and all this stuff, and probably some boots, and a shotgun or something, because they're cowboys, right? 
So I get all this stuff and I come home and I was like, look, honey, see, see the, see this check and see it. And she's like, like here, give it to me. And off she goes. You see, I'm a conqueror, right? But she's more than a conqueror. And that's what Jesus did for us. When he died on the cross for us, he wrote, he, he won this big check that said freedom, righteousness, holiness, peace, healing, whole, whole list of it. And if we were smart, when we see him coming with that, we'd say, you know what, I'm going to go cash that check. I need some peace in my life. I need some love in my life. I need salvation in my life. I need you in my life. And we take that check. You know what we just become? We become more than a conqueror. See, one day you were lost, right? We talk about Israel. See, one day the Bible says that they were not a people, right? Israel, God chose Israel, right? Israel was God's chosen people. A lot of the rabbis say that they weren't, they say we weren't chosen people. God probably picked a lot of people before us. They just didn't choose him back. So he's like, they think they're, they, they say, we're the choosing people rather than just the chosen people. But we get that too because you have Israel and they're chosen by God, right? And they're on this one thing. But then you get to the new church, right? Where God, God brought all the Gentiles in with Israel into, into all of Abraham's promises and into everything that God has for him. And then he says this, he said, and you are a loyal priesthood a chosen generation. You once were not a people, but now you are a people. Isn't that good news? And so now we, we have literally, just like Israel, have been chosen. And we've chosen Him back. How do I know? Because we're right here today. We've chosen Him back. We're not just chosen, but we're choosing. And we're saying, you know something, Father? Because you paid the price. And because you died for me, I'm choosing you back. And I'm going to take all your blessings. And I'm going to take all your promises. And when I get in a jam, I'm going to know that you said that you'd work all things for my good. Do you know why? Because you're that good. Right? Made me think in the Bible of a, of a dude. Anybody ever hear of Joseph? Man, he started off good, right? So here's Jacob, and he marries Rachel. Well, he's going to marry Rachel, and they, they throw Leah in there. And I love Leah, right? She, what a great heart. What a great story. What a great woman. But, but um, he's, supposed to, he's in love with Rachel, going to marry Rachel, and then here's Leah that's put in there. And then here Rachel comes. And uh, seven years later, he has to work for her, right? Now, so... So all these years, and now he has Rachel, but then Leah's like having bunches of kids, and like Rachel isn't having any, right? And she's really struggling. And the Bible says that Jacob, you could tell he favored Rachel, so much so that Leah felt rejected, right? She's sitting here having babies and spitting out babies. Finally, on the fourth baby, she said, you know what, I'm going to name him Praise, and I'm going to praise the Lord. And after she, she did that, do you know something changed? Because the Bible said, and Jacob loved her. 
sometimes we get into a spot in our lives where we don't know what to do and it seems impossible. I'll tell you what, when we, we give some praise, stuff changes. Hearts change. And so, so you don't know what else to do? Just lift up your hands and praise Him. And I'll tell you something, He will make a way where there seems to be no way, right? Years ago, it was Christmas, and I had two little kids, and I just moved to the East Coast, and um, I had, like, enough money to go to the store because I'd moved, I'd spent everything I had moving there. I moved, like, 1,800 miles, and just enough to buy some diapers and some milk. Anybody ever been there? So it's Christmas Eve, and I'm going to the store, and I'm looking at all these presents. And I'm thinking about my kids. Oh man, I'm thankful that I can get them this. Man, that they can't, they can't have these presents. And I see everybody excited. And they're just having a great time. And my heart's like, oh my God, I thought you were bigger than this. And I thought, wait a second, you know something? I just seen a miracle about how you got me here and placed me here. So do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to praise you. Thank you for this. I just praise you for this. I praise you because you're so big. And so when I started praising him, something broke loose inside me. And when that broke loose, I was like, you know what? I can have joy in the midst when everybody else, everything is going good with them. I can still have joy because I have a peace that's inside me. And so I just started praising him. When I started praising him, I literally felt the change in the atmosphere. And I was like, you know what, God? It's okay. I still love you. You're still worthy. And so I left. I paid for what I had to do. And so before I went back to the house, I was like, I'm going to stop at the barn and pout for a minute. Anybody ever do that? <laughs> So I went in and I had a little office and I walked in the office and there's this tray and there's a big old turkey in it and a card and it was from the guy who had owned the arena that had brought me up and I was like oh that's so sweet and I was like I got a card yeah I got something so I opened the card up and it was a check for $250 so like this was in the early 90s right mind you right like 19 so that was a lot of money and so I hopped in the car like I didn't even have a cell phone back then I mean that's hard to believe can you guys believe that stuff right so I hopped in the car and I shot off and I got to the bank right as they were getting ready to lock the door and I was like please just stop I just and so they waited and they cashed the check for me and I was able to go and get kit get um, groceries not just groceries and toys and like we had won the lottery man and God come through for us. The next day I get a call and the lady's like, hey, I got a horse I need trained. Will you do it? And I was like, sure. And so, so when you want me to pick it up? She goes, how about today? I was like, okay. So I shot over there, picked it up, load the horse up and I'm getting ready to leave. And she writes me a check and it's for three months of training. And I said, so ma'am, you, you don't have to pay me three months at a time. You can just pay me one at a time. And she said, no. I just want to pay it all up front because I just want to bless you. And so I went from barely having nothing and I never looked back from that time on. 
But when I look back at it, I think about God's goodness. And I had a choice. What am I going to choose? How am I going to choose it? Am I going to trust God to the point that I know no matter what it looks like, I'm going to make it through? So we got Joseph. And Joseph, <laughs> like that was his mom, man. Rachel was his mom, and he's a miracle baby. And then he starts to go through some stuff. And I'm going to have to wait to get more on him. Because I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to share about Joseph, right? And then, so anyway, but I was just thinking about that. How, how God did such a work in Joseph's life. How he went into slavery. From slavery to prison. And then from prison to the second highest command in Egypt. And God didn't do it just for, for, for Joseph, but he did it for all of his brothers. And that's what Jesus did for us, right? I was at a memorial service yesterday, as I was telling you, and it was a young lady. And um, I didn't know her, but Tim and a bunch of them did. But I know her grandpa and grandma, and they're, he's a man of God, man. Loves Jesus. And as they're sitting there talking with him and praying with him before, he's like, like, hey, James, and, and got me and Roy, and we went over and prayed with him. Like, I just want to see people meet Jesus. So I was just praying, Father, just reach people. And so as I looked up, Tim gave the altar call. There was 20 people gave their heart to Jesus. And I thought, in the midst of a tragedy... In the midst of something that's so hurtful that the family's trying to process, the thing that they are thinking about is people that are lost as they're processing their pain. And I thought, what a testimony for Jesus. What a testimony for who he is and what he does. And it gave me hope. It gave me hope. So maybe you're out there. Maybe you're out there. And you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're struggling. It's pretty simple. With every head bowed. You know, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. And he died for you. And if you were the only one, he would have died for you. Because he loves you that much. And that's good news. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you're lost. And you're like searching for a way and you don't even know why you're watching this right now. But that's the Holy Spirit and he's tugging on you and he says, look, it's not about right and wrong, but it's about life and death. And right now you feel like you're just waddling in death. But God says, I'm going to bring you to life if you'll just trust me. If you'll just give your heart to me, that's all he wants. The Bible says we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth and we are saved. And so if you could just say this prayer right where you're at. You don't even have to say it out loud. Just say it, say it in your heart. Lord Jesus, I know you died for me. I know you gave your life for me. Come into my heart. I surrender to you, and I trust you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. In Jesus' name.
Amen. And now that you said that, we get to do something like like we can we can confess. The Bible says that we can confess, right? That He is. So 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 get a hold of us or tell somebody. Say, you know what? I just accepted Jesus. And if you don't go to this church, find a church that believes in the Bible and, and go to that church. But we'd love to help you. You can look us up, Silver Lake Baptist Church. Dot org, uh, as funny as they are, it might be across here, right, or it might be up here or down here, but you'll you'll find it, right? SilverLakeBaptistChurch.org, and if I didn't get it right, it'll be right down here. I promise you. Amen. Amen. You guys need anything? Any prayer? Let us know. We actually have a prayer team starting. Woohoo! <laughs> Which I think is God-ordained and is going to shake this planet. And so I'm excited about it. Amen? Amen. The church at James is on our knees. It's a great opportunity to have prayer. And when you see the of church, and you see how God interacts with you and blesses you, when you take time to put him first and to choose him, it's just in my life I've found it to be amazing. Absolutely. Right on. That's right on. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. And I encourage you, if you guys want to be a part of something and feel called to do that, hop in there. Amen? So, Father, thank you for, for your word. Thank you for being with us. I just ask that you keep everyone for, for the week. May We say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming, and we will see you next week. And we'll see you next week, too. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.